Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. Y'all know scam. I love scams. I love to be scammed. Uh, (laughs) I love doing scams. This is the podcast all about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. Sometimes we love them. Sometimes we hate them. We'll see. Come on, parasocial girlies out there. Y'all know I'm very what? Yes excited, very excited, elated, ecstatic. I'm going to give y'all some, put some little sasson on it today because we have an amazing guest on the podcast. Drag queen, model, recording artist, actor. She recently returned to compete in the all-winner seventh season of the RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars in 2022, also on Paramount Plus. Ew, y'all know I'm on iCarly on Paramount Plus. Get into the Paramount Plus girlies. Now she's joining the Marvel Universe. And... I can't tell y'all all about that, okay? But you, but you'll see. You will very much see very soon. Catch her on the Murray and the Peters Drag Queen Christmas Tour this December and on the big tour with Betty Who in February. Also next year, she'll be releasing her debut album. Uh, she got as many jobs as I do, okay? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Congregation, <laughs> please welcome Shay Coulee. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here because I too have a love for (laughs) scams. Like, come on with it, Lacey. Like, oh, I can't wait to hear about it. And I I do before I do hear about it, I I have to stand for just a moment because (laughs) when you walked on Drag Race and for Naomi Campbell and you, killed the walk like so fucking hard and Naomi was like oh my god you killed it I cried I cried it was amazing <laughs> also like God really like went in with the seasoning when he made your cheekbones and your and, like, and your whole <laughs> the yes. whole aesthetic I was like well, I'm gonna do a little extra on this one <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my god thank you no that was naomi i mean she is mm. the one the only honestly the most beautiful human being i've had the pleasure of seeing up close like i mean even the camera just doesn't do her justice it doesn't capture her beauty is just too much it cannot be captured i love that for her and i love that she's still on these runways eating the girls yes up. Walking alongside like her former contemporaries' children. Right. Literally, their okay? children. She's like, I used to model with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm still modeling with you and getting paid more. And eating, <laughs> eating. Good lord. <laughs> like, that's my queen. Also, she was ahead of the time on the pandemic because she was wearing hazmat suits and bleaching down her seats on flights. <laughs> right. She was just all like, y'all think this is not a game. Hmm. She's like, you won't catch me slipping. You will not catch me slipping. She's like, you ain't got to get ready if you stay ready. Right. She didn't have to go buy masks. She didn't have to go buy hand sanitizer. Uh -uh. She already (laughs) has. She was stocked up. She was ahead of the curve. The rest of us were fist fighting in Ralph's to get some Clorox wipes. (laughs) (laughs) I I already have all of that. (laughs) Right. How ghetto. Y'all don't have all of these things. (laughs) 
tragic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> She's like the poverty. Oh, so sad. <laughs> Love that for her. Love that for you. But we always ask on this podcast, what is your relationship to scams? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Have you ever been scammed? Have you ever run any that are outside of the statute of limitations? It could be anything. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like, well, first of all, I love scams because I feel like I scammed my way into being famous <laughs> by dressing up in women's clothes and singing lip syncing songs to uh, other girls from the radio. Like, you know, I like, I love a good scam. I love people who are able to use their wit and their charisma to yes. get what they want from people. You know what I'm saying? Like, and some, you know, some scams are bad. I'm not like out here being like, you know, because here's the thing too. I love the Real Housewives franchise. <laughs> Arguably you know, a scam. Like, a lot of them be scams. <laughs> don't be fooled, y'all. The girls be renting some of those houses. They, they be, be renting s- them clothes. They be, be renting, you know. So there's a lot of scammery going on there. And I love it. It is very entertaining for me. So, yes, I love a good scam. Definitely have been scammed before in my life. I remember this was like almost like two mm-hmm. years oh, wow, ago. It's recent. Somebody got a hold of my private information and they a bought car? a car in my name while I was a car. A whole vehicle? Car. A what was that it? It was a Toyota RAV4. Oh, RAV4? I was mad. And it was. <laughs> So yeah. we're talking about the glass station, uh, the gas station sunglasses community. Because what? Right. I was all like, what is this? And so, oh, no. No, it wasn't. It was a it was a Nissan. Oh, that's the kidnapper car. And whenever the kids yes, go missing, like they'd be so- like, look for a, a gray <laughs> Nissan Ultima. Uh, it was a Nissan. No, it's all coming back to me. It was a Nissan Murano, like SUV kind of situation. Anyway, I was literally on the Murray and Peter Drag Queen Christmas tour that I'm going to be doing again this year. I'm chilling, getting ready to go into the tour bus. And I get a call... From the bank that's like, are you trying to purchase a car? And I was like, girl, no, what you mean? Right. They said, well, someone's trying to purchase a car in your name um, here at this dealership. I call the dealership like immediately. I call the dealership and I'm like, hi, um, this like girl, she picks up the phone. Like she seems like she just cannot be bothered. <laughs> love and that I'm for like, her. Hey, Quite quitting. I love it for her too. She, <laughs> Hello, right, she was like, this is Nissan. See yourself in a Nissan. <laughs> my name is Tasha. How can I help you? <laughs> and like, so of course my ass is like over here panicked because I was just so like, um, yeah, I just got a call from my bank. Um, someone's trying to purchase a car in my name. And she's like, oh, you would have to speak with a manager. And <laughs> they're all busy right now. And what she didn't understand was what they were busy was selling somebody a car right. who was pretending to be. They in the back side. She was like, look. <laughs> she's like, look, we they're all on the floor these right kidnapper now. cars <laughs> and by any means necessary. So. <laughs> For real. Because this person fully drove off. <gasps> Fully drove off with this car, like, under my name. And I call back to this, like, dealership. This is, like, all happy, like, same day. And, like, tell me why this man that sold this car and did not do his due diligence to, like, look up. He getting that like, commission. Do just, like, he the research. <laughs> he Exactly. It was the holiday. I know exactly what it was. <laughs> it was the holidays. He was trying to make a cute little bonus so he could get some things mm-hmm. or, like, gifts for, like, the wife and the kids. And here I am coming being like, no, baby boo, that wasn't me. And then, of course, he's feeling so salty about, like, literally immediately getting, like, shut down on this sale that was fraudulent. That he was just like, well, how do I know (laughs) that you're not the one? (laughs) Yeah, how do I know that you're not the one trying to fraud me? I was like, sir, if you don't get out of here with that mess, are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Because car salesman's names (laughs) are always Mark. Mark, please, okay? (laughs) Why would I call up here to try to stop your sale? He was like, are you trying to get in front of my bag? That's what it is. You're right, the one who's scamming. 
me <laughs> out of commission. That's what I'm saying. I got to feed my kids. Exactly. That was exactly the attitude. I was like, sir, I'm out here working on the holidays too. I'm over here dancing, doing the drag queen Christmas. Like, bitch, it's Christmas every day where I am. Wait. Like, do you, do you think that I'm feeling this every single day? He said, we like, got an bitch. office pool going and I was about to win a trip to Hawaii. <laughs> so you just going to have to buy this car for this stranger. I don't know what you think absolutely, going on. Absolutely. He was trying to act like, well, what do I do now? It was crazy. It was insane. But <laughs> I remember the person they caught them eventually. It was like, so this was like, pro- I want to say like November. Yeah. So it was about two years ago, like kind of around Thanksgiving. And they arrested them on Christmas Eve. Damn. In front of their kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, got, they got a knock on the door. They was like, is it Santa? No, it's the FBI. Uh, <laughs> the F to be in the right. eye. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this person that was impersonating me went to jail. A white woman, might I add. Oh, not a white um, woman? She really did. Yeah. When I saw the scan of the ID that she gave with my name on it, I was like, Yo. She was she was blonde with a bob. Like she was <laughs> No, not not the, not the, one of the Karen uh, starter products. It was giving. I was shook. I was like, this person was out here stealing my identity, my good credit score. It's sh- what? How dare? Also, because like we're black, and, I, and that's why I need to tell the truth and let people know. We're black. Hello. Like we had to fight so hard to get a coin you know and hard? a credit score. And she's. Do you know? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm on your side. I am on your side because I cannot. This bitch. Hell no. At this point right. in my life and career, if I go anywhere as a black woman and it's like a nice place or it's you know fancy uh-huh. or whatever, I was flying mm-hmm. to New York to do a job real quick a couple weeks ago, and. Jadakiss was sitting behind me and I had to like turn mm-hmm. off like a fan or something and it was blowing uh-huh. on him too. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I turn off this fan? You know, it's like the beds and then it's like, yeah. We, uh-huh. yeah. So I was like, do you mind if I turn off this fan? He was like, oh yeah, that's good. And then I had ordered like food and a drink and it hadn't come. And you know, the the red eye flight, it's like a scam because mm-hmm. all the flight attendants know they don't have to really do no service no matter where they are. Right, because you go, you be, go sleep. be sleep. <laughs> I was like, hey y'all, I never got my food. They were like, oh, we thought you were asleep, but we so sorry. You Jadakiss girlfriend, right? And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't know that man. <laughs> and they're like, oh, our bad, our bad. Well, what do you do? Like trying to figure out wh- why I'm in first class, which you know why people love to be like, so what do right. you do? Uh-huh. Are you a rapper? Are you a runner? Are you a... <laughs> Not a runner. <laughs> I was just like, I do enough to be here. I do, and I didn't yes. even tell them what, because I'm like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you do? How did you get money? Because we really try to make sure the black people right. don't have we're that. trying. We're trying. We're curious how you got on this side of the curtain. Yeah, because we really try to keep y'all loud. So who gave you money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and how do we stop? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and how do we put an end to that? Is really what we're getting at. <laughs> yes, um, I'm mad. I'm mad. She did that to you. That's that's not right. She did. But you know what? I was like, she had what was coming to her. I was like, you got to spend your Christmas in the clink clink. Not the ho 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 to the big house, house, house. No, mm-hmm. no, no. But I will say I am proud of her audacity because to steal someone's identity and immediately go to car, like I've mm-hmm. had my money stolen from me. And I know it was just like some Brooklyn boys. I was in LA and they bought a piece. What they like to do is test it. So they'll test the car by buying Domino's pizza. Domino's get more secure. Mm. I love y'all. Sponsor the show. <laughs> but they they checked it on Domino's and that didn't ring anything, right? Yeah. But that's what gives them uh-huh. the establishing purchase so they can be like, oh, you're in New York. Then yeah. they went to mm-hmm. CVS and they just like made two purchases for $500. They didn't go try to buy a whole motor vehicle. She was bold. That's bold. She was bold. Mm-hmm. You got to fill out paperwork. She, she went to the back right. office. She- right. All of that. And I bet you it's because it was a white woman with a bob and nobody questioned her. At all. That's why she did it. That's not a scam that black she people knew. can run. Like, we're not going to mm-hmm. the dealership. Mm-hmm. We're going to the CVS. Yes! Self-checkout. <laughs> I don't even want to talk to a cashier if I'm robbing you. I was like, and she drove off with that whole Nissan Murano. <laughs> I said, oh my God. I just imagine her, like, in the car, just like... <laughs> 
like sucking on a yes. cigarette real hard. <laughs> I know. She got away with it. I know. She felt. Oh, she probably felt so cute when she drove off that lot too. Mm. I bet you she did. You know what? Go ahead, girl. Because you know what? I bet you that rush. It was. Ooh. It was probably fierce when you drove off with that car too. I feel like she did it for the rush. She yes. For the high. She, wa- she, wa- mm-hmm. she said, "I really want to see if I can go up in this dealership and get a motherfucking car." Bitch. Real hot girl shit. (laughs) 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 But I'm glad it got fixed. I'm glad somebody ain't whipping it under your name. We don't need that. We don't need pink slips, fake pink slips for you. But guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back with What's Hot and Fraud. Scams! I love fashion okay but we all know buying the latest and the greatest constantly is a little bit of a scam to the planet which is why i love newly it's a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style sometimes you put something on the gram and you feel like oh well it's dead now well with newly you can keep having fresh fits and you're helping the planet try out trending styles colors silhouettes and then you can send it back for something new okay come on newly for just 98 dollars a month you get your choice of any six styles each month access to thousands of styles for more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing i know that's right it's fast free shipping and returns with professional cleaning in newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility plus the option to buy whatever you love which i love that because sometimes i put on a piece and i'm like it's mine's now so you can buy it from newly i love using newly because the free shipping it's really quick and the pieces are really nice quality. Also, I love that the orders, like when I got mine, it was shipped in a recyclable, reusable tote. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code GODDESS20. Just go to N-U-L-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code GODDESS20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code GODDESS20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. Yes, Whitney said they are our future, and don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher, okay? Which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. I IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Cut! And we are back, and it's time for What's Hot and Fraud, the segment where we warn our listeners about the popping scams and the zeitgeist, or more often than not, we get a letter from you guys, as always, snitch on your friends, your family, your enemies, at scamgoddesspot at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired, because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Amen. So, Shay, I need a fake name for this person. We don't care about gender unless they uh, say it up top, but this one doesn't have that, so anything. Okay, Carisha. <laughs> Carisha, please! <laughs> another famous podcaster Carisha <laughs> so I love watching her podcast she just went so yes. you go with me or not so y'all have a six yeah. or not <laughs> like she's just wild this like interviewer. can this please be Carisha <laughs> so Carisha says Lacey I've been listening for a while now this is my first time writing in okay long time listener first time caller putting all the flowers at the end so you can get on with the show okay so you know what we do here so it says so my kid and I were making our way down <laughs> and I'm making my way down <laughs> okay that's, that's exactly what I was hearing in my mind <laughs> Go off, Michelle Branch. Go off, Michelle Branch. They were making their way down a well-traveled turnpike with rest stops. We were on a tight timeline, and we rushed in to grab a quick bite so that we wouldn't be hangry when we got to our destination. Smart. 
I drove with my mom from Savannah to Atlanta and we're both like the same person and neither of us thought to pack <laughs> snacks or water or food. So we're, it's like a four hour drive. We drive. It was like, oh, man, I'm getting real tired and dizzy. It was like, oh, we haven't eaten anything. <laughs> <laughs> so we stopped and get some nuts because we're freaking squirrels. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so- no. I'm the same too. But so, you know, they're they're making their way. They decide to stop so they don't get hangry. And also that was Vanessa Carlton, not Michelle Branch. Oh, sorry, sorry Michelle. Really, sorry. And sorry, Vanessa. Wasn't one of them I signed had, to a very black music label? <laughs> if I was good, if I was, you know what? Why would I put money that it was Michelle Branch? I don't know. See, now I'm curious. I feel like it was. I feel like Google's it was. Michelle Branch, black music label. <laughs> They said, we get in the game. We got a white lady on the piano. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> so we headed back to the car, laden with our fast food bounty. Okay, diction. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, y'all, you know words, sis. You be reading. And just as I turned my key in the ignition, I heard a tapping on the car window. I looked out to see mm-hmm. a matronly woman who was wearing clothes that reminded me of an Eastern European peasant, a long skirt, Ooh. a colorful... I didn't write this, y'all. A long skirt, a colorful uh shirt, a scarf, and several pieces of heavy-looking gold jewelry. Okay. Okay. She was clearly wanting something as she peered in my car. I partially opened the window, and she told me that she was on the road with her kids and that she had run out of money. Oh, you know, look, people be running out of money. It happens. It happens. It happened to me. My first time ever going to New York as an adult. That was fun. Anyway. I'll never forget. uh, (laughs) My broke ass, I've been with uh, my bank for forever, and... They were like charging me overdrafts, like, but they had sent me a bunch of them. And I was like, you need to take this off. Like, I've been banking here for 10 years at the time or something. Mm -hmm. And they were like, I was like, I'm going to leave the bank. They were like, okay, where you want us to send you $35? Where you going? I was like, oh. They're like, where do you want us to send that? It actually probably would be cheaper for you to just get it out the ATM. (laughs) Yeah, dragged me to hell. And I was like, okay, uh, well, thank you so much. Um, Have a good day. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stick beside (laughs) y'all. Right. Thank you, boo. Now it's like preferred customer, gold plus medallion emerald. (laughs) Yes. You're like, see? See, I, I told you it would work out. Right. And also, it's Vanessa Carlton, who is also signed with the hip-hop label The Ink. Okay. I was like, it's one of them. Yes, she's that girl. She's at the label cookout. Love that for That's her. why she was in White Chicks. That's why, <laughs> right. you know. <laughs> That's all making sense. We're putting together all the red string and the conspiracy. I will be listening to that song later. I will too, because it's now it's stuck in my head. <laughs> yes. So she's like, oh, me and my kid, you know, we done run out of money, as one does. I heard this story uh-huh. dozens of times, usually around the bus station or when the carnival was in town. <laughs> Not the carnivals. <laughs> I feel like that carnival money ain't good. So, you know, right. <laughs> how much is Let's a bearded lady scams. getting these days? You know, I get it. So she right. pointed to her vehicle and presumably her children and offered to trade me her jewelry for money to feed her kids and put gas in her car. Something about her seemed really earnest. So I slipped a 20 out of my purse and threw it through the open window. <laughs> Why are you throwing at her? <laughs> throwing at her like that. <laughs> Here you go. That she threw it into the wind. Hey, right. pores, catch it. Catch it. <laughs> right. So she she threw her the $20 bill. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord Jesus. She began taking off jewelry and trying to give it to me, but honestly, it wasn't my style, and so I told her to keep it. Not you considering it. <laughs> Damn. (laughs) So she thanked me profusely, and I felt good about doing a good deed for the day. Just as I put my hand on the gear shift, she asked me for more money, saying that the 20 would help for gas, but that her kids also needed food. (laughs) Girl, now I'm your sponsor. Ma'am. You know, right. Exactly. Uh, this is where you hit other people up. But see, I think that because Carisha gave her that 20 so easily and threw it out the window yes. like it was like it was paper. She was like, oh, you got more. Right. Uh-huh. She, right. Let me run it up. She said, oh, Carisha got it like that. <laughs> she falling. Let me hit her up. And let me go ahead and hit her one more time before she leaves. So that was when I knew I got got. I told her that I was not giving her any more money and rolled up my window and headed back to the turnpike. I was probably exactly the mark she was looking for, a distracted 
autistic person with a child in tow who really had somewhere else to be. I know y'all don't victim blame on the show, but I feel like I should have known better. When I got to the destination, I did a quick Google of the scam. And yes, I had been had. Hopefully some of your listeners from <laughs> take from my mistake and avoid scammers on the turnpike. Oh, Carisha, that's great. The jewelry scam has been wow. around for a while because they'll like try to trade you jewelry and act like it's real or something like that. And then it's not. They just start. Yeah. It's just costume jewelry. But Carisha, regardless of the fact that this is a scam, if this woman needed money, you know, enough to be at the gas station knocking on windows, I'm going to say she deserved it. Right. <laughs> I don't feel wrong about this. Now, the Bob lady who tried to buy a car in your name, she that she was doing too much. But a little money... Right, a little twenty, a little twenty, a little twenty, twenty, twenty. You were ready to, you yes, you were able to get rid of it anyway. I actually remember someone trying to pull this scam on me too. I'm trying to think of like where exactly I was in LA. I'm not sure if it was like downtown or like North Hollywood. I felt like I was like leaving the dispensary mm-hmm. and like this man pulled up in this SUV. First of all, that is, it was too big of a man and too big of a car. Yeah, no. To be, I was like, uh uh-uh, immediately on the defense. And he was just all like, I have my wife and my kids back there. And I like look back, like I could see through and I'm like, okay, there's this lady like holding a baby and there's all these children. He's like, oh, we're about to run out of gas. Like, you know, I- Yeah, you're driving a big SUV. Can I give you- uh uh-huh, right. I was like, exactly. I was Gas like, is high. Child. That's not a twenty dollar bill. <laughs> right. Pull up in a Hummer, talk about me and my family. <laughs> we need gas money. He's like, Can I trade you this ring? And you know, just like Carisha, I was like, baby, that's like not that's not my taste. So no. I didn't even bother throwing a twenty. I was just all like, No, I need to continue on my way. On my because journey. I have places that I need to be to be. <laughs> That are not with you. Best of luck. Your family. <laughs> to you and your family. Um, it probably would have been maybe smarter to walk around, park the car and, and yeah. walk to save gas. Um, if this were what you needed money for specifically, because you are here running it. So, also, that's very embarrassing. Like maybe that was his wife in the car <laughs> with the baby, but he's like, hold on real quick, baby. I gotta run a quick scam. <laughs> Right. She's probably like, this shit again. And he's scamming small. You got an SUV. You got to think bigger, like your car. Like, what are you doing? Right. Don't, don't pull up in the Cadillac <laughs> Escalade talk about I need $20 for gas. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. Right. Exactly. It sounds like you need to manage your wallet a little right. bit better. Or maybe get a functional mid-sized sedan. You know, something that's not going to mm-hmm. guzzle as much. Like, right. Like, if you're going to run, like, this scam, like, at least have, like, a decoy car that you yeah. drive around. Don't clunker. go drive in the Escalade. Yes. Yes. Get get a little, just a little Kia. Yeah. You know? Yeah, your car needs to, like, now, Kias be nice these days. They, I know. Okay, because let's be real. We used to joke and laugh about Kias, but Kia's Ki- like, now, wait a minute, bitch. <laughs> You thought I have like turned, like looked over my shoulder at a couple Kias recently, and I've been sure I've been like, bitch, I'm being gagged like this over a Kia. Right, this looks like a, a sports car. Like, what's happening? I said, okay, yes, all right, I see you, Kia. Kia got a glow up. Kia got a BBL, and was like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, y'all thought some Jupiter. Yes, Kia went to the Dominican Republic and was like, wait a right. minute, and she came back and she was just like, I will be a hot bitch, <laughs> y'all, y'all slept on me but here i am now sleep we love a go we love a glow up mm-hmm. a company glow you. up good for you kia yes good for you kia you go you kia. go kia <laughs> see now i'm wishing the name of the letter would have been kia right oh that would have been great that's also a great name <laughs> you guys we're gonna take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements we'll be right back with my favorite segment of the show historic hoodwinks Robbery! back in the 90s Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like. Who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, 
They never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow the big flop wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a show stopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess and we're back and it's time for historic hoodwinks my favorite part of the show i'm going to regale shay with a famous con caper group of criminals single individual we'll see maybe we love them maybe we hate them i am gonna put a content warning up top on this one uh there is a mention of racism and exploitation of several people that barnum yes we're talking about pt barnum used in his touring acts at his American Museum. Uh, We don't really deal with the dark stuff, so we're probably going to glaze a little bit, but just wanted to let you guys know. So P.T. Barnum was both (laughs) far more and less the greatest showman. He was a man who made his career off of people who wanted to believe what they were shown. He was also a master of hoaxes and often exploited other people. Not a shocker. So funny, we were just talking about people in the carnival. <laughs> no. mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh, that is, he looks like a thumb. Yeah, this man is hard on the eye. Oh, my God. I feel like my vision is getting worse as I'm looking, like, I'm going to have to go to the optometrist. <laughs> this is, I'm not letting this man scam me. He has the most square head I have ever what seen. What is going on with this hair? Are you in my life? Like, it's straight wow. at the top, but then he got, like, a little, like, Shirley Temple on the sides. What What's going on? But I kind of feel like that was totally the vibe. At the time. Back in the day. You know, they were doing a little comb over, and then they get them little curls on the You're bottom. Because right. that was... People probably thought this was giving. Like, he was giving rich. People, you know. They were, yeah, you know people thought it was giving. But that forehead, though. This man looks evil. But also, he looks like, you know, when... People are like, oh, you know, I was, I was born to be a doctor. I knew I wanted to be a, a performer or whatever. He was born to work at the circus. Like, it's his whole yeah, look. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Like, the fact that his eyebrows, eyes, nose, and mouth only take up the bottom 50% of his head is beyond. He looks like a cartoon. Right. He looks like something off of Rick and Morty. Like... <laughs> so much head and it, but all the face is just <laughs> so, so close together that's a lot of brain girl he had a lot on his mind he looks like when you when you park your car and, and you think it's a tight spot you park way too close to one car and then you got a yes. hell room on the other side right oh my gosh and like, yeah it is, the, the distribution here is a little off so phineas taylor barnum was born on july 5th not a cancer mm. Mm. 1810 in Bethel, Connecticut, to a very wealthy family. So he already started with the boots. Oh, tracks. That tracks. However, Mm -hmm. his grandfather had a penchant for practical jokes. And when Barnum was born, he gifted him a mysterious plot of land called Ivy Island. And we have a picture of what Ivy Island looks like today. Is that a joke? He gave him land? Like, this is a real rich people (laughs) joke. Here's some land. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
there are bodies there. Right. Oh, yeah. It looks like there's like a little swamp situation going on. and Yeah, or what's left of them. Yeah, whatever's There's something. Let's see what the People joke were is. disposed of there. Ooh, probably. Yikes. When Barnum was able to visit the island at age 10, it turned out his great hidden wealth was nothing more than a few acres of swampy, hornet-infested land. So that's why he gave him the land, because it was bad. Okay. I guess that's a joke. That's the richest joke I've ever uh-huh, heard. That is right. Hello. I gave you bad land. <laughs> I gave you a swamp. <laughs> <laughs> so much lower jaw movement. So yes, when, right. <laughs> when Barnum's father, Philo, died, he was 48 years old and Barnum was only 15. Left in poverty, Barnum had to borrow money to pay for the funeral. Oh, to buy funeral shoes. Now. Oh, damn. How much poverty are you in? I thought it was going to say, my brain immediately thought it was going to say to pay for the funeral. Funeral shoes? It's not giving that poor. Like... Right. Wait a second. How far did you fall from 10 to 15? He was like, I don't, I can't afford funeral shoes. It was a far fall from the swamp. I need them. Like, that feels like not a necessity. Like, what funeral are you going to where people are going to be like, oh, he doesn't have funeral shoes. How ghetto. (laughs) Like, feels like you were doing fine. So, Barnum was a hustler. Before he turned 21, he owned a general store, a small lottery business, and even a newspaper dubbed Herald of Freedom. This is all over the place. Also, what is a small Damn. lottery business like? Yeah, what is that? So I guess people are like buying into a pot, hoping that one person will be chosen yeah. to win it. Sounds like raffle okay. tickets to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, small mm-hmm. lottery business. All right. And also, like, who's like, you knew he was a scammer because who's like, yeah, I'm open a lottery business. What? Right. Okay. In 1835, a friend of Barnum showed him an advertisement for a new exhibition of unusual women who claimed to be a 161-year-old former slave of George Washington. Hmm. She was 161. Okay. Right. I'm trying to... I said, wait a second. That's crazy. First of all, right? They have healthcare. Let's unpack that because people's life expectancy wasn't even long back then. Like people were barely making it to sixty, and she's just like, "I've basically done triple that." Right? The hell? I've lived three lives. Okay, <laughs> she, she has. <laughs> oh God, and all of it was racism. <laughs> right. Anyway, it, as always, Damn. as when is it not? Damn. In reality, her name was Joyce Heth, and she was a woman enslaved to a white man who toured her around the country. Instead of seeing a woman who was being illegally exploited, Barnum saw a financial opportunity. Of course he did. Of course. Naturally. Naturally. He traveled to Philadelphia and rented Joyce for one year for $1,000, about $28,700 today. Oh, no. Note that renting a person was a loophole often used in the Northeast where slavery was otherwise illegal. Um... Um... (laughs) So this is okay. So no, they were, she's they were not trafficking my slave. Humans. She's on layaway. I mean, she's, well, she, right. she's on Clarna. I, she, I'm leasing I'm her. I'm just making payments. That's right. All. <laughs> what? You know. Yeah. I don't own. I don't own her, her. Okay. This is. She's free to leave ish. when her lease is yeah, up. That's all. And go back to her owner. She on. She under contract. That's not paid. Right. To her. (laughs) That's all. Uh -uh. So Barnum had to borrow $500 and sell out his share of the general store to come up with the cash. Joyce was extremely thin, weighing only 46 pounds. What? What the hell? And was paralyzed from a stroke. Oh, my God. I told you I was going to get dark for a second. Good Lord. What the hell is going on? So I guess like that the weight probably factored in the her being 161 in quotes, but oh god, this is uh. so for a time Barnum toured the country with her, and she was briefly the most famous person in America. Thousands of people lined up to hear her stories of Little George. When ticket sales dried up in New York, Barnum took her around New England and promised that proceeds from her exhibition would be used to free her family from slavery. So now he's like, oh, sh- uh, not this photo. 
This is a this pretty good drawing for the time. Who did this and flyer? And I heard, why, okay, you want to know what I want to know is why is George Washington depicted looking the same no matter what age he is at? He was the Morgan Have, Freeman of their we time. Don't, we don't talk about that enough. Like, cause this is like baby George and he looked like a grown-ass man in the face. We've never seen Morgan Freeman young. Nobody knows. Yeah, like, what is going on? <laughs> why did they just make him small but put him in a powdered right. wig <laughs> in the oldest face? Like, this is how he looked as a baby, y'all. He always... Oh my God, George Washington just always looked like that. That's crazy. <laughs> Baby, that's crazy. The flyer, whoever did it, it's really giving, especially for the time, you know, looks, right? looks professional. Mm-hmm. So at the time, Barnum also briefly planted stories that Joyce wasn't a person at all, but a machine made of whalebone and leather. Oh, God. (laughs) Not that. He said, let me remove her humanity altogether. People will love that. Which is what they still do now. So... In reality, Joyce was unpaid for all of the time that she spent with Barnum, where he displayed her for six days a week, up to 12 hours a day for nine months. Not y'all got my sis Joyce working. Uh-uh. <laughs> At 161. The Elon Twitter hours. Why y'all got her working these long hours? No. So Barnum continued to work her till she passed away. With an oh, intensive God. touring schedule and her poor health, she died a year after Barnum met her in 1836. He killed her. Got that woman he working out, like, talking about, well, I'm just renting. No, you, right. what a bastard. So when yeah. doctors announced that she had actually died at the age of 80, Barnum called her death a hoax and continued to maintain that she was alive and well. Though this was an act, it was through exploitation of Joyce Heath that Barnum found his true calling. You know how... What is that? Through exploitation, you find your true calling. You know. Right? I said, and what is the calling? The American Museum. (laughs) Barnum found several other acts to tour with in the following years until he became the proprietor of the American Museum in December of 1841 in New York. At the American Museum, some 15,000 visitors a day spent 25 cents to view some eight... 150,000 exhibitions. What? What? Oh, what? Lord. That's a lot of exhibitions. Okay. That's a lot in this museum. Yeah, that's too much. I don't want to be in a museum that long. And that's just a lot of people. I mean, I know COVID didn't exist back then, but... Right. They, they had when typhoid was the black and, uh, and other things. <laughs> what? Tuberculosis and... Oh, if you went I to this know. museum, you were definitely getting the burk. Right. <laughs> you were getting it. Come on, coughing and wheezing because there ain't no way. That's too many people. <laughs> That's too many people. That don't, that museum don't look big enough. No, it, it didn't look a little tight for 15000 <laughs> <laughs> So the museum would get so crowded, Shay, you right See? on it. See? <laughs> <laughs> that he made... <laughs> a uh, to egress sign pointing to the exit. So he was like, y'all have to leave. Look and leave. Look and leave. And they don't have no TV back then. So this was the highlight right. of the time. He was like, look uh, and leave. Look and leave, y'all. Right. You're looking too long. You need to be leaving more. Right. You better put, you better keep on moving. Let's look and more leaving. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, sir, we're trying to see the exit. The moment you step in, get out. <laughs> get get out. your exit shit is, and get, go. <laughs> get, if you don't get your ass out of here, Right now, <laughs> I just imagine we just got here. The door. Exactly. exactly, you're here. Exactly, and you need to leave. You've been here. You've done that. Now get the fuck out. Right, your eyes are working. I see yeah. them. You saw it. Now go. I saw your corneas. I saw them shits dilating. You saw everything <laughs> you need to see. Now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he once famously said, "People like to be humbugged." <laughs> what does that mean? Okay, sir. What is humbug? I don't know if I've ever known what humbug actually means. I just know it from like the Chris Bah humbug. From the Christmas, the Chris, yeah, Bah humbug. What does humbug mean? Pull up the definition for me on that. Deceptive or false behavior. Oh, so they love to be tricked. So they love to be deceived. They love to be tricked. Said, people yes. love to get got. Everybody loved that. Mm-hmm. I love it. My grandpa <laughs> loved it. Tiki, I love to get humbugged. <laughs> <laughs> Loki, I guess that's what magic shows are. If you ever saw Chris Angel, you love to get humbug. Yeah. I was, you know, let's bring humbug back. <laughs> yes, humbug Honestly, is back. 
<laughs> right. The humbug is like. Mm-hmm. It sounds less nefarious than being like, oh, you got scammed or robbed. No, God, yes. I just humbugged you. Yeah, girl. People love to be humbugged. <laughs> I humbugged a little money out your wallet. Uh, right. What about it? Girl, it ain't no big deal. So in its heyday, its collection included flea circuses, dwarves, <laughs> giants, historical dioramas, mechanical figures, glass blowers, and American Revolution artifacts. One such exhibit was Wolfgang von Kimpelen's mechanical chess player, one of the most famous Ottomans of the time. So he had a... Ottoman? Like an automatic chess player. Oh. <laughs> Automatons. I Automatons. I, I said it wrong. Like, I said Ottoman. I was, no, I was literally like, people sat on this man. <laughs> that was what they did. He, like, people sat on him quickly because they didn't need to leave. I was like, sounds kinky to me. <laughs> they didn't need to leave. So it was a quick sit. Just <laughs> Everybody just dip it low and then pick it up fast. Not slow. No Christina Milian here. Get out. <laughs> No, it's automatons. <laughs> so this is like one of the famous automatons go. of the sign. So the automation was Got created you. in 1770 and was famous for besting a number of royalty, celebrities, and chess experts in matches. So he made the first like automated, like kind of like chess player thing. And, you know, we talked about this briefly on another episode about the chess player who's who got investigated because they thought he was using anal like vibrating anal beads to tell him which moves to make to win the chess game. Baby, the our match. <laughs> so the last, the last chess match that he went to, they were taking one of those metal detectors to his booty, like to make sure. Oh he lord! It's <laughs> 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 like how embarrassing. Like you got to get your uh, booty yes. swept before you come play chess. Right. I'm like, and what if he did? Like, that and wasn't in Queen's Gambit. Did. She used Quaaludes. Well, exactly. Uh, I was just all like, she was using the ceiling. What if Queen's Gambit was just Child. all the, that lady with anal beads? That lady with some anal beads. <laughs> the whole time. So though an 1837 newspaper expose <laughs> revealed that there was a hidden compartment with a uniquely talented assistant underneath. Oh, so it wasn't even odd to Matan. There was somebody underneath, like, cheating oh jesus but they had the machine on display as artificial intelligence so they thought they were seeing like the first iphone and they were somebody like in there this thing is playing chess and they're like no there's a person there's, in there there's a person did you did y'all see that the, the uh, somebody gave the automaton a, a sandwich did y'all see that right <laughs> they slid some water under the table what's that for <laughs> right <laughs> So the museum also held a variety of live acts, including ventriloquists, beluga whales, a polar bear. How did he get a polar bear? What in the hell? Rabbit-fed boa constrictors and exotic birds. He unpacked everything in this damn place. Everything. I know it's thank in there. Oh, you literally just took the words out of my mouth. I know it smelled crazy. No, it's thank in there. Just a nasty. Anytime I watch anything that's like set in the olden times and they start kissing or like having sex like impromptu, I'm like, I know, I know it's stank in there. Fucking stank. I can't not think about it. When they start kissing vigorously, I'm like, oh, I know. Like, ooh, when was the last time they brushed their teeth, if ever? Right, the bathing situation. But Barnes' true method of money making came from his freak show, in quotes, of living curiosities, also in quotes. Depicted in the undated photo are two albinos, three giants, two little people, and two circusian beauties, women from the Northern Caucasus. Okay, so it was just like bad bitches and then like tall people and short people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And sprinkling some bad bitches for for the people who need that. Okay, but the Little sis and the ball out in the front. She's giving. She is giving. She is giving. Because you know what? Like, she was probably like, hey, I'm going to wear my full ass, like, ball gown, right. shoulders out, decolletage. Because she said, it's giving custom. I don't need as much as you other bitches to make a ball gown. Right. <laughs> she said, you girls got to spend the extra coins to get the fabric. She said, ma'am, I got Not it. Not me. She said, now watch me work. I'll actually take the fabric I left over. Thank you. Exactly. She said, and my dressmaker will make me look 
sick names. <laughs> she said the the, the uh, drag race from like making her, <laughs> making right. her fits. I love it. So the beauties have blown out hair on the left and in the 19th century, we'll post these photos, you know we will. Women from this part of the world were believed to be unusually attractive and wildly desired for Middle Eastern harems. Barnum claimed that these two had escaped a Turkish harem. Okay. <laughs> Child. Escape. So then why, what, under what pretense were they being held there? They probably rented it's 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 giving leave me alone (laughs) they least like everybody right so these curiosities range from real but exoticized siamese twins which is not a thing you should say anymore but chang and ing to aztec children in quotes who were really from el salvador wow wow Wow. they also included an african-american man billed as a oh lord <sighs> Build has a man orangutan hybrid called what is it? End quote. Oh no. Oh. He literally called us no. monkeys. And then put us not in the zoo. What is it? Oh, not what is it? You couldn't even come up with a You know what? You have a lot of nerve because that is exactly what I said about you when I saw your picture. Exactly. Mr. What are you, Mr. Barnum? Said, what are what you? Is what is it? You're projecting because we don't know what you yes. are. Okay. Exactly. The man's name was actually William Henry Johnson and he was a former cook for a rival showman in Connecticut. Mm. So he was he went from being a cook to being on display. What Mm, sounds suspicious. Yeah. So according to Emory University professor Benjamin Rice, much of Barnum's way of engaging with his audiences included finding novel and different ways for people to have fun being racist. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> now we have Twitter for that. But, <laughs> I, <laughs> exactly. They're like, how can mm. we make racism? Boom. It's the new Barnum and Bailey's. Ooh, a mess. So additionally, Barnum became famous for his Fiji mermaids. The Fiji mermaids began in 1842 when a Dr. J. Griffin, said to be a member of the British Lysum Natural History, arrived in New York City with an extraordinarily preserved creature. He advertised the viewing of the creature using illustrations of beautiful mermaids, topless seductresses draped over rocks in faraway lands. So just topless women? Mm-hmm. Okay. But there were several fishy aspects about the mermaids. First, the creatures were not beautiful at all, but rather ugly, tortured-looking beings about three feet in length. Oh. Oh, oh God. Oh, my God. Not that. Wait. I never, I've never seen this before. Like, the Little Mermaid is way cuter than this. This is terrifying. That is, yeah, that is, uh uh-uh. This is disrespectful. Demystified. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't, I don't want to see that. Please take that off the screen. Good Lord. This is stuff of nightmares. (laughs) So, they were also created by sewing fishtails onto monkey torsos and were not actually rare species found in the country of Fiji. They just sewed fishtails onto monkey torsos. Okay. Last, Dr. J was actually Levy Lehman, an accomplice Barnum employed to help lend scientific credibility to the mermaids. So he hired somebody and was like, no, this is science. I I, I did research. This is definitely real. They're real. I see stitching. (laughs) What is that stitching in between the... Oh, ah, (laughs) you too Uh, close. uh, Didn't uh, we uh, tell uh, you to leave? (laughs) See, if you had left, you would have saw the stitching. Right. Stitching is natural. Right. Get out. So they also, though they had been around for years, according to appear, the Fiji mermaid was a classic example of Barnum's ability to take mildly interesting object that had been around for some time and puff it almost overnight into an earth shaking event. Because now everybody wants to see this terrifying mermaid. Oh, God. The mermaids were likely religious artifacts created and used by fishermen of Japan and the East Indies brought by the Dutch and sold to American seamen. So, like, he just made this shit up. Like, uh-huh. he was like, it's mermaids. So, right. transition to the circus. We're getting to the end here. Because I was like, didn't he have a circus? I, I, I never knew about the museum that he was parading people through. But I knew about the circus. So, in addition to the museum, Barnum also attempted to buy the American portion of Niagara Falls to fence in and charge admission. But New York State wouldn't sell. This is what I hate about capitalists. Wow. How you gonna buy... Mm-hmm. How are you going to buy a waterfall? Right. You can't own a waterfall. Right. (laughs) He's like, that's mine. That's going to be my waterfall. How much I want for this waterfall? No! (laughs) Right. Give it to me. He also tried to buy the ruins of Pompeii and the (laughs) Strat... 
this man is wild. Crazy, the ego. (laughs) He said, how much y'all want for them pyramids, Egypt? Let me get one. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make a circus. (laughs) Right. No. So he also tried to buy Stratford upon Avon, the cottage in which Shakespeare was born, but neither the Italian nor English governments were interested in making a deal because why would they be? Exactly. And England has so little history-wise that's impressive other than their incestuous monarchy. So they got to hold on (laughs) to the little tourism other than that that they got. They're like, y'all come see this. They're like, we got this clock. Come to the Globe Theater. It's very small. Palace. <laughs> it's very small. We got small. a bridge. I felt like how I felt when I went to the Alamo. Because I'm from Texas and they always like, remember the Alamo? We had to study the Alamo. And then we got there and I was like, go, I've been in like, bigger McDonald's. Oh. What is this? <laughs> That's how I was. I remember seeing Stonehenge for the first time. Oh my goodness. Being like, just rocks. Right. I was like, these are just like human-sized rocks. Like, all the pictures make them seem, like, huge, like a big old temple, or you get up there, you're like, oh. I love the scam of Stonehenge. They were like, how can we get people over here to look at these rocks? Rocks. In the middle of nowhere, even though they're not interesting at all. And I went. I looked at the rocks. And I was I like, did. this I is... I looked at the rock. Like, I mean, shout out to the original humans who put that together, because, like, you know, they were shorter than we were back then, but it's literally just, like human-sized stones just stacked on each other. Just rocks. Just Embarrassing. But, you know, whatever. Get your money, Stonehenge. We're not going to fuck up your bags. You get get people out there to look at those rocks. Is is Stonehenge one of the eight wonders of the world? Yeah, I think it is. Is it seven wonders? Seven. I always say that because I think there's the song that... (laughs) Was about Leona Lewis. I'm the <laughs> eighth like, wonder of the world. Yeah, so I'm like, I always fuck it up now and say that there are eight of them, but there were truly seven. Okay, sorry. Leona Lewis, <laughs> you're the eighth wonder of the world. And so, unfortunately for his other finances, Barnum's Museum of Oddities and Horrors didn't last long as a fire burned down the five-story building one summer day in 1865. Good. Burn it with fire. Good. Mm-hmm. It was suspected that the Confederate Army of Manhattan burned it down after they had previously failed to in a conspiracy to firebomb the city. So they had been trying to burn this down. And then we have a graphic here that says disastrous fire in caps, total destruction of Barnum's American Museum, nine other buildings burned to the ground, loss estimated at $1 million. This is very succinct news. They were like, we're getting to the right. point, no editorializing. Exactly. Ooh, it's like I'm feeling very conflicted because here... The Confederacy has done something Good. that I like. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever say that again. Look, a broken clock can be right two times a day. Oh we'll give them one. They were right. right. One I was all like, how in the world did they? They didn't do it for the right for reasons, reason. though. They didn't do it for the right reasons, though. It wasn't the racism that was nah. bothering them, for sure. No, they but... love that. They were like, that's our favorite yeah. thing. We're just burning this for other reasons. So yes. Barnum opened another museum shortly after, but that too burnt down in 1868. Barnum went bankrupt due to a fraudulent clock company that went under. Hilarious. <laughs> what is a fraudulent clock company? <laughs> it's, <right>. it's clocks. <laughs> like they just got it till time. I feel like you don't have to do like, crime with that. Try to give people more hours in the day or something. Right. He's like, y'all understand. use these clocks in your businesses. Your employees won't realize. But we made the minute hand two minutes right. longer. <laughs> right. They're not going to know they've been here for 12 hours instead of six. <laughs> Like, what? So, besides the money issues and arson instances, he attempted to find a fortune again by going into business with James A. Bailey. In 1871, Barnum came out of retirement of doing just terrible things to promote P.T. Uh-huh. Barnum's great traveling museum, menagerie, caravan, and hippodrome. This is a lot of things. Damn, that's the title. That sounds like one of Nene Leake's parties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which would later become Barnum and Bailey's Circus. This man can't, he always doing the most. It operated for 147 years until its closure in 2017 because nobody's going to the circus anymore. Right. Barnum also pursued a political career later in life, becoming the mayor of Bridgeport, Connecticut in 1875. This man will not quit. He is given billionaire. Right. He's like, I got to be involved in politics. I got to have my hand in everything and also be a nasty man. 
Ugh. So in office, he worked to lower utility rates, improve water supply, and close the city's houses of prostitution. Now, why are you trying to get on the sex workers? My, See, right, my right. Business. Hello. You better leave them alone. He also ran an, your... on an abolitionist platform and expressed regret to his earlier views on slavery. Like when you had a slave that you like worked right. to death. That you basically worked to death. Now you're like, oops, that was bad. <laughs> right. No. So P.T. Barnum died of a stroke at the age of 80 in 1891. Of course, he lived hella long. The God. evil people always do. That's why I'm turning evil when I turn 50, like, because I'm trying to have a long life. The sympathy is killing me. In 2017, Hugh Jackman started as P.T. Barnum in the biographical musical drama The Greatest Showman, which honestly, I feel like Hugh Jackman is way too attractive to play that man. Exactly. Like, he, like, P.T. Barnum got way too lucky. Right. Without. You're making his life better. Like, don't play that man all looking like you do with good bone structure and not a weird face. Like, I can't even think of an actor with a weirder face no. that could, you know, play him. I don't think anybody could have done it. I guess that's why they're like, we're going with a sexy man. We don't know what to do. Or at least just, like, give it the Jared Leto and House of Gucci treatment <laughs> and just make him look ridiculously crazy. Right. They made him look good. They humanized the weirdo. Ugh. Right. But, guys, a P.T. Barnum, a nasty man. You heard it here first. <laughs> One second. And you know his breast stank, too. Oh, you know, you know, his, know his breast stank. He got, oh, you know he just got the, some in his tonsils all the time just emanating funk. It was, that's what it was giving. Ooh. It's probably smell like mouthballs and funk. Oh, match them insides, just rotted. Smelling like earring backs and <laughs> 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 chewed on pins. No, no, absolutely yeah. not. All right, guys, it's time for the saddest part of the show, the end, where I have to let Shea Kule go. But before we do that, Scammer of the Week, this is where we highlight a charlatan who's worthy of our praise or not. We'll see. This week, we're talking about a Florida psychic who's been accused of manipulating her client into stealing $1 million from her rich older husband. Hmm. I mean, she said, I see you stealing a million dollars in your future. I don't... Right? It sounds like he's, she's a psychic to me. So... Right? J.C. Wasso, we have a picture of her and her accomplished John Granser, of Tampa, Florida, allegedly mani- manipulated Lynn Halflin, 26, into marrying and then stealing almost a million dollars from her husband, a 78-year-old businessman, Richard Rappaport. Now, if you're 78... And you marrying a 26-year-old, you deserve to get robbed. Uh-huh. I'm not really seeing uh-huh. the problem. You want to get robbed. Yeah, that's like what you want. Because otherwise, why would, a, why would a young sexy thing be with, like, 78? That age gap is 70. wild. Crazy. Like, bro, you were in your 50s when she was born? Y'all have nothing in common. Ew. What do y'all talk about? The weather. Right. <laughs> According to Lynn's attorney... Lynn was manipulated to believe that if she didn't provide all this money, terrible things would happen to her and her family. J.C. promised to ward off spirits and negative energy if the money kept flowing. So Lynn went to greater and greater lengths to get it. She made up stories that her mother had cancer and that her father was in debt. So Richard would continue to put out checks. Wow. However, she eventually got caught when she asked him for half a million dollars to buy an apartment. Now, what apartment is called? You know what? I'm not even going to say that. How's the market crazy? Right. <laughs> Apartments right. are half a million dollars now can't even get home so rich right. <laughs> richard handed her a million dollar cashier's check which she took to m scott a florida-based strip mall loan agency but employees there refused to cash it yeah we went to a strip mall, mall. to cash a million dollars they're like we don't have that here ma'am like, bitch, why would you think we had a million dollars we are in a strip what? mall we are in a strip girl <laughs> She went to Western Union and was like, yeah, can y'all give me a smooth milli? Can y'all give me... <laughs> right. Y'all got that back there, right? You can't even get that at the bank like that. Y'all can't... Yeah, y'all y'all can't call the Brinks truck. No. <laughs> How the Brinks come to my house with my milli? No, we right. don't do that. No one does that. <laughs> so... <laughs> She tried to split it into three checks to be cashed in New Jersey, but by then she had been caught and was arrested at the airport. Lynn is pleaded guilty to exploitation of the elderly and organized fraud. JC is facing felony charges up to a hundred years in prison. That's too high. That's too much prison time. Also, a hundred years. I don't think this is exploitation. Like, bro, he wanted to get with a twenty-six-year-old. It should cost hella millions of dollars. Like, you're being a nasty yeah. person. It should cost a million to look this good. Yes. And she was looking good. And she was 26 and you were 78. I don't see the problem. I mean, the psychic is the one who's on trial for this. But 
I don't see the problem with old girl getting those checks. Now, I wish she wasn't right. giving the money away. Like, keep some of that, sis. I'm right. You've earned it. Mm-hmm. Hello. Because you're the one who's probably having to Ooh. rub his back for it. Ooh. Rub his feet for it. Other things. Other rub things. other things. <laughs> I, I imagine that episode of Sex in the City where Samantha dated an old dude. And she was like, it's the same. Like, it's 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 fun. And then he got out of bed and they showed his, like, booty his hole. little wrinkly ass. Right. <laughs> his booty hanging down to his kneecaps. And she was like, oh, no. She was like, mm-mm. And listen, we're all going to get older. Age is a beautiful thing. We are. I just don't think that if you're... 50 when somebody is alive 52 you shouldn't be dating them like when they were born you were 52 come on now he deserved right. this i don't see a crime here other than her giving the money to the psychic she should have just held on to it because she was a baddie she should have she worked for that money she had to sit around him right probably watch jeopardy every night oh god yeah no 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 but all right guys that brings us to the Bless end her. Of an amazing episode. Shay, thank you so much for being here. You're amazing. Thank you. I had so much fun. Loved talking about all the scams. So we always ask on this podcast, where would you like to be found? Anything you want to promote, plug, anything like that? Your handles? Yeah, you can find me on all social media under at Shay Coulee. Um, uh, you can catch me on the Murray and Peter a Drag Queen Christmas tour, yes. and then you can catch me on the big tour with Betty Who, uh, starting in February. So yes, come see, come see Shay live. Yes, get, it'll be great. Get into it. <laughs> As always, guys, email scamguyspod at gmail dot com. Stitch on your friends, your family, and your enemies. Uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, D I V A L A C I Diva Lacy. That is also my handle on. Twitter. Twitter, but at this point, when this is being recorded, I'm still currently hacked. Fuck you, Elon Musk. So um, uh, until I post a video saying that I have the account back, don't buy no $600 laptops from Jada. <laughs> 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 You're not going to get them. It's not me. Right. But yes, congregation. Stay circusing? No, no, we don't need the circuses to come back. Just stay scheming. Yes. Yes. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Ryan Connor and Abby Aguilar. Our researcher is Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.